Hello, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Rivalry Podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Ryan Coghill, and I'm here with Cody White. What's going Cody, on, everybody? Who is now known as Dr. Dad Cop 69 just uh, on Twitter is, is an update from last time, because the last time we were together was February of 2020, and it is now... January 12th of 2021, and this is the first episode of season two because season one got cut short because there was a global health crisis. We're still in a global health crisis, but it got cut short because there was a global health crisis that stopped the NHL season. By the time the NHL season got started again, we were in different places in our life than when we had ended in February because last time we were recording, you and I were in different states. We uh-huh. now live in the same state. We're now back in Buffalo. Before I was in Pennsylvania, you were in Florida. You have had another child since the last time we recorded last. Yes. Uh, you've moved a couple times. You're not in the same place from when you first moved back. Moved twice. Moved twice since you've been back. Uh, and since we've been back, I couldn't remember this last night. So Cody had to remind me before we started recording. The Tampa Bay Lightning are, are we putting an asterisk next to their name or is it fair? Oh, of course you are. Of course All right, you are. So an asterisk next to their name, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are quote unquote Stanley Cup champions um, from last season. And we're recording this on the 12th, tomorrow, January 13th is the first day of play for the 2021 season of the NHL. Um, But it looks a little bit different. So, Cody, why don't you go into why it looks a little bit different um, with divisions and play and and stuff like that? Yeah, so obviously travel is not really going to be a thing due to COVID. Um, So you are going to have 56 games of just divisional play. So, in order to make that work, they kind of changed up the divisions. Canada, not allowing people in or out on a regular basis. So, the North Division is all your Canadian teams. West, Central, and East. We'll get into each team and and everything here in a little bit. Um, Our less than bold predictions for some of them. Yeah, yeah, less than bold predictions we'll get into. Um, North Division is – I like these divisions, honestly. I like the way they're set up. Um, travel for each one is minuscule except for Canada. I mean, but Canada's big open space and not a lot of teams are centralized. So a lot of travel, but I like it. It's not bad. I wish we could keep these divisions and do – outside division games i'm not looking forward to playing ottawa nine times that's a snooze fest but whatever man you know what, what are you gonna do at least we get hockey true very true and that's not the only thing we will throw in there that um i don't know the exact starting date but the nwhl bubble starts soon yes and they're doing it right they're doing the bubble um in lake placid 
And I believe it starts on the 21st. 21st. And most of the games will be on NBC Sportsnet. I will definitely be watching. Yep, it's going to be good. I'll definitely be watching. <clears throat> be nice Wait. to have. I mean, you and I, we've obviously, we live in Buffalo. Most of the games are played here. We've seen them. Um, they're phenomenal games. I'm just excited they're going to be on, on TV. Uh, the ones that aren't on TV, I'm sure they will still be showing on Twitch like they did last year. Uh, we can update everybody when we know exactly you know, where games are being played and everything. Sounds like a what plan. Let's even have, yeah, so NBC should be carrying, well, they are carrying the bubble games. Um, I am, for one, excited to watch uh, the Buffalo Buttes, our hometown team. Buffalo has an NWHL team who've been both statistically and play-wise good. They are champions. I think two-time champions of the Isabel Cup. Um we can double check that. I know it's in their Twitter bio, but um, I know that they are uh, they are champions of the Isabel Cup. Um, they have a fantastic staff, and honestly, the NWHL is a pretty well-run organization from top to bottom. They, I mean, they've only been around for how long? They've already expanded to a couple teams. They've done some um, New Jersey concepts for every team for this season. I know Toronto – was Toronto the only expansion team? Or was it there? I thought there was another one. There was another one. Um, Connecticut. Connecticut. Did Connecticut have one? I feel no, like I think Connecticut played. Yeah, I don't know. Either um, way, no, there if was. If you guys haven't had the opportunity to check out the new logos and the new jerseys, because they are awesome, especially the Minnesota Whitecaps one, uh, those were pretty sweet. Um, I would love to get my hands on some more NWHL stuff. I have a hat. Um, it's a nice hat, simple hat, but other than that, I don't really have that much else because I don't know where to find that much else uh, for NWHL. With that being said, the NHL is back tomorrow. We are recording this on the 12th. We will drop this on the 12th because we also have another exciting announcement. Um, we are joining something called Broviate Union Sports. And that is, um, I don't know how to describe it other than a new sports entertainment platform that I started with a bunch of my friends from college. Uh, and we are bringing a bunch of different podcasts on different sports um, to you guys, our listeners. So if you haven't seen already, the page that we usually post on Anchor now says Broviate Union Sports. Um, yeah, I did. I, I, I changed that last night, by the way. <laughs> um, just letting Cody know, uh, what I did. So that way, if he goes in there, he doesn't go, why is this changed? Um, but yeah, so we're bringing a bunch of different podcasts, um, obviously a bunch of different football podcasts because football is one of the biggest sports in the United States. Um, but we're also moving over there, um, or posting under there rather because a, this is our podcast um, and we can do what we want with it. And also be because uh, we needed a flagship hockey po- podcast. Why not already go with something that works? I mean, we got, a, we got some decent plays um, from our first season, which again was cut short. So um, why not move over there and see what we can do? So 
We're excited about that. You can follow at the Broviat US on Twitter uh, for all updates related to this podcast and our other ones like the Year Out of Here podcast, which starts dropping episodes this April, and it is about baseball. It's hosted by a not crazy but ironically similarly named individual named Alex Jones. Um, not the crazy one from the YouTube. Um, this man, less crazy and not on YouTube, but yeah. Um, and then you also have, uh, I mean, by the time this episode pops out, we'll have already announced, today's our big announced day as well um, for a bunch of the episodes. Uh, I have my own, what's your face for? I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, not hockey related unfortunately okay um i I have my own football podcast called the rust belt report well where i will have a rotating set of uh co-hosts um and then there was also a big football show called the brilliant union football show um where we'll have a a number of individuals as co-hosts and it'll just be a huge conversation Uh, but we're also looking to bring gaming sports betting racing, fighting, basketball, um, a bunch of different things to the platform, as well as uh, a couple of already planned TikTok series um, called, uh, there's two of them. One is called um, Sunday School, uh, where we teach the basics of of NFL football, and then also Monday Morning Quarterback, where we go over the worst plays of the past weekend's games. Um, So definitely pay attention to those two. But Cody has news, not NHL news, and then we will get into the NHL news because there is a lot to talk about. We can move right on to the NHL news. The non-NHL news was just uh, the potential practice squad signing of Freeman that I just saw. Oh, yes, that is done. That is done. Okay. Yes, he was signed this morning. Devontae Freeman for the NFL uh, got signed to the Buffalo Bills practice squad. So I'm still – Still, still want to see what they do for the run game heading into next week's playoff game. But, yes, so as Cody alluded to before, uh, we have new temporary NHL divisions that a lot of people want to make permanent. I think the most – I think the one everybody wants to most definitely 100% make permanent is the All-Canada division. Um, a lot of people – you don't, but a lot of people – The one I don't want permanent <laughs> – well, it's not that you don't want it permanent. You don't want to play Ottawa nine times a season. Yeah. No, I think if, if it was this division, but um, playing not just your divisional games, right. uh, that'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, if you keep it – if you keep it – if you keep the divisions permanent, but in a post-COVID world, you go out and you play other NHL divisions. So, you go and you play the Sabres and you go and play the Capitals or you go play – you know, the eventual Houston um, expansion team, which we alluded to in, I want to say, episode two of season one, uh, when we talked about expansions and stuff like that. So if you haven't, obviously most of the things we talk about are relative to today, but if you want to catch up on season one, all of the first 11 episodes are there on Anchor. So the first 11 episodes are there. You can go back, listen to them. Don't know why you would. Um, but if you want to, you absolutely listen can. Listen our sweet voices. Absolutely Bad not. 
absolutely not sweet voices um so yeah um a lot of people want to keep the divisions going forward i'm not against like i'm i'm kind of indifferent to it because either way buffalo gets stuck in the worst situation compared to where we're at um because we get stuck with teams that are just better than us and my not so bold prediction for the and we're not going to call them by their sponsor division names that's just it just sounds wrong for those of you that don't know by the time that you listen to this the nhl leaned more into the sponsor side so a lot of teams are wearing sponsors on their helmets Um, i don't think anybody's doing jerseys yet but um they also then sponsored they had companies sponsor each of the divisions so it's not like the north east west it's like you're the all canada it's like the i don't even know what it's like the scotia bank division or something it's it's weird stuff like that and i don't it's weird to call it that for right now obviously it's something new that the nhl is introducing so it'll take a little while to get used to because this is probably the trend going forward but my not so bold take is that the sabers are going to suck again last year last year season one episode one when we were predicting the nhl season i said that the devils were going to be eastern conference champions and i was so wrong so beyond wrong (laughs) that i couldn't be more wrong if they were relegated to the ahl which they should have been relegated to the echl by the time the season was had ended um but again it's teams like the devils last year and i mean even in some cases the sabers were like on paper they should be winning more games than they are and they're not they're paper champions they're essentially paper champions, and I I know you want to talk about this because I brought it up before we started recording, but seeing those practice lines, not even, I mean, I mean it was this weekend, this weekend their practice lines, and Jeff Skinner, who's getting paid nine million dollars, or six million dollars, or whatever it is, for the next decade is playing left wing on the fourth line. And this is this is not, you know, a month or two before the start of the season. The season starts tomorrow. And this was one, two, this is two or three days ago. And he's playing fourth line because he, quote, unquote, is not playing with the principles of the Sabres organization in mind. I don't know. They didn't allude to that. I have no idea what that means. But you said that you've had a couple of conversations about this. Yeah. You want to talk about this. My issue is, as a Sabres fan, we have a history of paying massive contracts to guys that within a season or two of getting that contract are not on that team anymore. Cough, cough. Yeah. Billy Lano. We... <laughs> so the Sabres in the past – like you said, have had a tendency to sign somebody. They not work out. They just get rid of them. They don't try to work with them. They don't try to do anything with them. 
right? So now everybody's calling for change. Everybody, all the Sabres fans, something needs to change. Something needs to change. Something needs to change. We're good on paper. Why aren't we good? Right now, everybody wants to complain when they take somebody who's making $6 million a year, who had a first, their first year with the team was phenomenal playing cleanup, mind you, for Eichel. He's not producing. You need to do something. Drop him. Drop him to the fourth line. Make him fight for a spot. Make him bring his heart back and play. You have kids like Olofsson, Olofsson. You have new kids that can play cleanup for Eichel. Anybody can get 40 goals with Eichel on their line. Not anybody, but a lot of people could get 40 goals. There's talent there. Right. Not fine. You don't need Jeff Skinner to play that role. You need Jeff Skinner to step up and be a second or third line, if he can't make it the second line, winger, and drive a line. You can't go forward with one scoring line. Eichel, Skinner, Hall, they can't be playing 35 minutes a game. Which I agree with, because that was my thing last year when he was playing on the second line. And a lot of people were saying, you know, he did really well in his first year on the line with Jack. Like, why don't they just put him back on the line with Jack? And it's, okay, well, you signed him for that much money. You signed him for that long. And, I mean, the hype was real after his trade to Buffalo and then how he performed. He should be able to play on his own line. Like you said, he should be able to drive his own line. There's no reason why he shouldn't. And so last year it was, okay, well, he needs to he needs to be doing that, and he just seemingly – didn't do that. Granted, he was on a line that had Sabatka on it. So like his help on the line wasn't great. Which is fine. That's a fair argument. I mean, he's not going to have a lot of help. That's the thing. He shouldn't need a lot of help. This is a veteran guy that should be able to go out there. He's got a phenomenal release. He's a good shooter. He should be able to go out there and be able to get 20, 30 goals with no help easy are you expecting him to get 40 the same that he did with with Eichel no of no. course not of course not Mo- majority of his goals like I said were clean up you got Eichel who's getting all the attention as far as defenses go and you're just sitting there waiting that's it you're cherry picking he has been playing that game almost his entire career this will be his last decent sized contract if he cannot do more for a team. Right. If you are if you are a six million dollar guy who has to play with other superstars, you're not a superstar. You're not. I wouldn't put Skinner in superstar talks, but that's where people think he is. Right. People seem to think that this guy we're wasting his talent by putting him on a fourth line when instead, no, we're just trying to make his talent better. The, the expectations for the season are already low. You have Hall, signed t- Taylor Hall, the one-year contract, which just blows everybody's mind. He's the guy that you need to be focusing on this year, not Skinner. Right. Hall needs to have a f- big year, a huge year, so he'll re-sign there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wasted a year. Put Hall, you have Hall, Skinner, and Eichel on one line, you're pulling points away from Hall, you're pulling points away from Michael. Right. 
push those two. Boom, that's your first line. Second line, you have Stahl, also signed this offseason. Made a lot of good signings. Um, who's on the fourth line with him right now? Eakin, I'm assuming? Or is he made to the third? Um, and I'm sure Cousins will be. It's going to be a good line. It's going to be one of the best fourth lines in the league. It's not like you're putting him on the fourth line of the, the Ottawa Senators. So the the fourth line in practice. So these so these were the lines in practice. Um, the first line was um, Hall, Eichel, Thompson, Tage Thompson. Your second line was Olofsson, Stahl, Reinhardt. Your third line was Reeder, Eakins, Cousins, and your fourth line was Skinner, Asplund, and Sheehan, who the Sabres just signed Riley Sheehan because Gergensen had, I think it was a, a lower body injury. He's going to be out for a little bit. And then Quinn and Middlestat were rotating in. So as far okay. as I know off of this list, everybody that was in these lines, and this was the 10th. So this is, you're going back two days. So this was Sunday that these lines were. Um, as far as I know, none of these guys got sent back down to Rochester, to the AHL. So all these guys are still up at the NHL level. Yeah. I, I would assume either Eakins or Cousins is going to get dropped down there. There's no reason to have both of them on the same line. Um, either way, even with Asplin and Sheehan, that's a good fourth line. It's a good fourth line. You can you can put that line against a second line, a third line, and destroy other fourth lines. It's, oh yeah, for sure. It's a good line. Well, that's what good I said. Pitching. That's what I said before the show. Is Skinner? Skinner's on the fourth line come opening night. Like he needs to be. He needs to score at least once a shift. There's no reason yeah. he shouldn't be scoring once a shift. That's the thing. Get him his confidence back. Leave him there for a little while. That this this mindset that because you're paying somebody they have to be on your first or second line is bogus it's breeding lazy players how many times have you seen a player get a big contract and then just completely drop off and not just skinner because he did but other players all the time you get they play their ass off they get their contract and then they drop happens all the time and people want to say, well, this is bad coaching. This is bad coach. No, it's not. It's good coaching. You should do that as a coach. You shouldn't. The contract isn't the coach's concern. The team is. I don't care if you're paying my first liner 700K. It doesn't make a difference. If he's playing first line numbers, he's doing it. Great. If he's not, drop him. You're going to do it with somebody like that. You can do it with somebody who's making six mil. Right. Ovi. Ovechkin. One of the greatest goal scorers of all time was dropped to the third line last year, and people just want to forget that. He wasn't playing well. He, he was dropped. Not last year, the year before last. It got the coach fired because it's Ovechkin. But was it a bad move? No, it wasn't at all. Did it help him? Yeah. And you put Ovechkin on a on a shutdown line, and he's still putting up fifty goals. Come on, it's not gonna hurt the guy. It's gonna help him. And if it doesn't help him, then he's beyond help. He's beyond help. Either leave him on a third line and whatever, 
keep him, whatever, or hope he tr- hope he waves his no move clause and goes to Seattle. Is there's more talent coming up for the Sabers than what Skinner is providing? Is Skinner a great player? Absolutely. Would I love to have him on any team? Would any team love to have him? Yes, of course. But not every team has an Eichel or a Hall or an Olafson. You've got so many of these names that that can be Skinner-esque or or more. You just you don't need him on a first or second line. The hope is also that um, I don't know <clears throat> if you had mentioned this. I know that you mentioned the Hall signing, but um, Stahl was signed in the off season. Uh, as well for the Sabres. And so Stahl, having been on Carolina and former teammates with Skinner, the hope and the thought is that that kind of helps by giving Skinner somebody that he had played with previously. Um, that that seems to be the hope and, I guess, best wishes from the Sabres organization as well as Sabres fans. But I wanted to talk about Stahl for a minute because – for years and years and years and years, the Sabres have talked about this is over multiple head coaches and multiple GMs. They've talked about getting a veteran presence on the team, which I think most teams and most people would agree in any sport, getting veteran presence, somebody who has been in their respective league for X amount of years and, and has X amount of experience is good. I, I don't think anybody disputes that. They bring some sort, some sense of leadership, especially to a team like the Sabres, who, as you pointed out, are relatively, they're getting younger. They weren't always young, um, but getting younger. Um, and I wanted to, to talk about Stahl for a moment because for years, the type of veteran presence that was being brought onto this team was somebody like that we named dropped before, like Vladimir Sabaka, somebody who has not had a fantastic hockey career up till that point. And yeah. was just old, you know, all due respect to him, but is old and just got brought onto the team because they've been in the league. That's like taking the guy that's been at your company for 30 years, but hasn't made it out of the mailroom yet because they have no skills and no skill set to provide past the mailroom. You know what I mean? So you bring yeah. in guys like Akpozo, you bring in guys like Sabaka and you keep guys like Bogosian around for so long and they just, they're not providing you what you want other than having years in the league. But now you look at, but now I have to say, I have to say first and foremost, I'm a fan of the, the GM that's in Buffalo now, Kevin Adams. Obviously you have to give everybody that's new a chance, but it looks like, I mean, he got Hall to sign. Granted the big sticking point for Hall was Kruger. Um, one of his former coaches um, for coming to Buffalo as well as the chance to possibly play with Jack Eichel. And, and he noted a couple of other things, but you bring in stall, you, you make some of these depth signings. Um, I like pretty much everything Kevin Adams has done so far. That being said, stall stood out to me almost immediately versus all other veteran presence. And it's not even just name recognition it's that he was talking to the media in like post-practice interviews 
about the younger guys on the team. This is what I see. This is what I saw. This is what they're doing. This is what they can fix. And like, that's what you want. Like you didn't see that from guys like Bogosian. You didn't see that from guys like Sabaka. You didn't see that with guys like Akpozo because they were just, they had years, but they didn't have the type of leadership and like stepping out in front that you would hope that they would, not that they, not that you would hope, but like that you wanted them to have. So that's one of the things that I was really excited to see from the stall signing is that he's been working with some of the younger guys on improving their game based off of his experience. And he is taking the actual leadership role that he was brought in to do. Now, granted, yeah. he's from a different generation of hockey players where it seems very much like today hockey is very much like a me game. Like how many points can I get from me? How many goals can I get from me? And a lot of guys yeah. seem to be left in the dust, but he comes from a different era. I mean, like, you know, he comes from the older era of hockey that we've talked about before, like guys that we watched growing up. And it seems like he comes from that era where it's like, okay, I'm going to step up. I'm going to help these guys on my team. And that's one of the things that I've enjoyed seeing so far this season. And so obviously Paul with name recognition and, just the work that he's been able to do on some of the teams that he's been on was a great signing. Um, I don't think anybody thought that a first year GM with no previous GM experience could pull that off. But then you sign somebody like Stahl to this team, to a team that honest to God needs or needed that leadership experience. I know we've talked about Eichel and his position in terms of leadership experience and that captain C on his chest before, specifically last season. But I think that Stahl brings a different type of leadership that's maybe off the ice, whereas Eichel maybe brings more of an on-the-ice presence. And so a car just drove by with a massive Bills flag on the back. Um, so I was wondering what your thoughts were on that, because Toronto has had guys over the years who have stepped up into that type of role and we've seen guys in other NHL teams step into that kind of role before and that's kind of something that's new here in Buffalo at least for this Sabre at least for this Sabres team yeah um I'll, I'll say kind of like you were saying Toronto's seen it I mean we have Tavares who step up he is our captain now um just signed Joe Thornton uh, which is huge and for us, Bogosian is huge because we needed that big defenseman presence, even having the leadership there. But like you said, those type of guys, um, not so much Thornton and Tavares, but Bogosian, that's who the Sabres used to lean on is these guys who don't really bring any talent um, to a, your forward group, at least. Uh, you know, he's a good defenseman. He just won the Stanley Cup for, you know, Tampa. But he doesn't bring a whole lot of leadership quality. Um, Stahl, who obviously won the cup with Kevin Adams in 06, um, Stahl was the captain for seven years in Carolina. And he's been an alternate captain for a few years with the Wild even. Um, I think 12 out of his 16 total season so he's been in this league for 16 years 
12 of those, he's been in a, a leadership role on winning teams. Carolina was good for a long time. Uh, he, he, like you said, he's not all about points, but he gets them. He's, he's eighth in total points among active veterans. So for the Sabres to pick that up, um, which it's 100% on Kevin Adams. I, I think last year when he was signed, I said, okay, I mean, he's a nobody, whatever. Uh, it's either going to work or it's not. And right now, I like what he's doing. But it looks like he's kind of on a one-year window. He signed a ton of one-year contracts. A ton. Let's see, it was he signed. I think that Darryl has I, one year. Yes, Hyder one, one year. Yeah, Montour one year. Davidson one year. Fogarty one year. Nelson one year. Reinhardt one year. Olmark one year. Matt Irwin one year. Middlestat one year. Sheehan one year. Like. That's so there's there's obviously headache. there's obviously a lot that goes into that. You're you're talking about a season, a second season with no fans, where the NHL, who is not known for making NBA, NFL type revenue, is is without a major revenue stream, and so the cap is going to be low. But you're also talking a lot of those guys about guys that are older. Most of those names that you mentioned are going to end up in the AHL. I, I know a few a of them have already been sent down. Um, yeah. Fogarty being one of them. Uh, who else did you mention? Fogarty was, was one. I was sent down. Davidson, was, sent, Davidson yeah. was sent down. I think Ryder is still up because he was one of the guys on the line. Um, oh, was he? Okay. On one of the lines that I just mentioned. So he, I think he's still um, – <clears throat> at the NHL level. But I also think the ultimate thinking is, so, I mean, he's not, and by he, I mean, Kevin Adams is not foreign to the Sabres. He was on, I think the coaching staff at one point, um, or yeah, he was on the coaching staff at one point a, a number of years ago. Um, ended up fired, then ended up going to work for the Pagulas uh, in their Pagula sports entertainment business. Um, and that, and then he ended up at the, um, the hockey academy that they do at a Harbor Center. So he's been working with that for a few years. Um, so much so that one of the guys that they just drafted, um, I can't even pronounce, I can't remember his name right now, but it's, it's, a, it's a very Italian name. He was a guy that he was like a, a forward that the Sabres drafted in this last year's draft. Constantini, I want to say. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I can I can look it up. But um, Constantini was a guy that had been. Let's see, uh, Matteo Constantini, right? Yeah, Matteo Constantini um, is a center, um, and he played for the Buffalo Junior Sabres, and he knew – Kevin Adams knew of him because of his work with the Junior Sabres and through the Hockey Academy um, at Harbor Center. And so he was able to bring 
that to the table because he's familiar with kind of a lot of the prospects that are coming up um, that have attended things like through, I mean, a lot of Canadian players, a lot of junior Canadian players have attended that hockey academy. Um, Buffalo Junior Sabres, there's usually one that gets drafted, uh, you know, every season. So he's kind of familiar with those guys, but knowing, not being foreign to the idea of guys like names like Vili Leno, who got massive contracts. Yeah. And then no, I think now, it's... And they've now been working and owning his own clothing company for the last however many years based off of the contract that we've been paying him for like the last decade, which yeah. we're finally done with. So I, I don't think he's, he's foreign to that concept. That being said, I think he has a lot more I think he has a lot more on his plate for farther down the line, which is why a lot of these contracts are one-year deals. Um, I think being, like you said, it kind of boggles the mind as to how Hall only signed a one-year deal. But I think it was a for Hall, it makes sense. But I, yeah, but it was a great move by the Sabres to sign him to a one-year deal. A lot of places were offering him multiple years. Um, And I, I think probably a little bit more money, but again, you have Kruger, you have Jack Eichel, like Buffalo has some of those things that attract guys like that. He probably plays well, gets a bigger contract, but we're probably not looking at guys since getting signed to eight, nine years anymore. He's not with this GM. Um, I don't want to be misunderstood here. I didn't say, I don't think that's a bad thing that he signed all those one-year contracts. My concern is the Sabres organization doesn't seem to hold on to people for very long. If they come out with these players, these big-name players, and don't do anything, either they let him go, which would be a huge mistake. you got to give people time to get their team together. Mm -hmm. Or he loses out on these players – unless he can keep them. Stahl, I don't think, is going to be an issue. I think you can keep Stahl for as long as you want. Stahl's this is going to be the last team of his career, probably, is he's going to want to stick somewhere that has an up-and-coming team. Right? Mm-hmm. But people like Hall, one of two things is going to happen. He's going to work out or he's not, which is fine. Next year – no, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to say – the one contract that everybody was complaining about when it was signed, that it wasn't long enough, what are we going to do, la-da-da-da-da, was Olmark. Everybody was like, well, that's our goalie. What are we going to – like, no. Or they didn't sign somebody else. Why didn't they sign him longer? Uh, it was just – you had one side that wanted him to stay forever, and you have one side that said, why didn't we sign somebody in the offseason to replace him? It was one or two sides. Next year is one of the deepest goalie free agencies of all time. Like, just so many names are on that. If the Sabres can come out this year and bust, like, just do good. Not You don't even have to make the playoffs. Just, like, almost make the playoffs. <laughs> Don't be a bottom four team. You're going to be able to get a good goalie out of it. 
But with goalies, there's money. You're going to have to sign one of these guys, and you're going to have to somehow sign now enough people to keep you in this. Uh, Thankfully, you got a lot of league minimum contracts that will be coming up from the AHL that will be more than ready to play next season. And hopefully next season is a regular season and can be – you can have those contracts and you can kind of figure stuff out. Um, right. And a lot of those one-year contracts that we were just talking about are probably not coming. They're, they're bridge contracts. Yeah, a lot no, of these guys are not are coming come back. back. No, no, which is fine, which is fine. I think my concern was you signed a ton of them. Yeah. You signed a ton of them that you didn't need to. Um, I, I know a lot of that's you don't know what's happening. You know, we didn't even know if there was going to be an AHL season. Until like a week ago. Literally yeah, a week, a week ago. ago. Literally a week ago. They were like, yeah, we're having a season. Why? Why, why was that a question? Yeah, it was a question. Nobody it wasn't knew. even like an announcement. It came no. across Instagram. It was like, ah, this, yeah, these are no, the... it was like, here's they didn't schedule. Even... You're like, oh, you are playing. Great. Yeah, it wasn't. So, like, I, I found out because the AHL Instagram posted saying these are what our divisions are because they did the same thing as the NHL saying you know they they rearranged their divisions a little bit and that's what i saw and i was like oh so you're like you're having a season then um now that being said like three teams opted out of the yeah. ahl season and so and a like, lot know, of players and a lot of players did yeah so like i i know i think florida and chicago is it florida and chicago have to share an ahl team the Panthers and somebody have to share. There's a couple NHL teams that now have to share a farm team for this upcoming season because um, a couple of, of AHL teams opted out of the season. Um, but that being said, though, that what you just said goes back to what I was saying about Adams is looking a year or two down yeah. the road. He knows, you know, he's looking at the free agency. He's looking at the potential free agents. Now, obviously, some of those guys may get signed by their team. Um, they may get traded even. I don't know um, what the, the trading is going to look like this year with 56 games. Um, obviously, that's a, a different trade deadline and, and a different setup. But some of those guys may get traded and signed to other contracts. They may get signed by their team. So, like, obviously, the class that's there now may not be the class that's there by the time free agency hits. But I think he is looking a year or so down the line. And I feel that. And that's something I didn't feel with other general managers of the past. It always felt like Bottrell was very, like, flying by the seat of his pants. Like, I'm just doing whatever comes along. I don't really have a pl- necessarily a plan going forward. Whereas now it feels like Adams kind of has his own thing. And like you said, I like everything that he's done so far. I mean, it's it, it's good moves yeah, for a, a, for a team that doesn't have a lot of cap space. A lot of the one year deals are good. Not knowing what's going to happen with COVID and the how much money that they're going to have going into next season is a good move too. Um, so yeah, but the the thing about Omar is he's twenty seven. He's like he's twenty seven years old. The man is not. At this point, like, he's not the goalie of the future for the Sabres. He's 27. He could be. Goalies play longer, man. Goalies do play longer, but goalies man's their prime way later. He's 27 and sitting behind Carter frickin' Hutton, who couldn't see the puck last year. 
I think he's he's sitting behind the Jameis Winston of the NHL. <laughs> I think he he's gonna be. I mean, he's not your starter. He's not gonna be your starter. But I think you need to lock him up for longer than a year. He's gonna be your backup going forward. He needs to be your backup going forward. He's cheap, not overly cheap, but he's not expensive, and he's as a backup. Probably one of the better backups out there. Oh, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And Buffalo's been one of those teams that, and again, this was under, I mean, same coach, different GM now. But Buffalo was one of those teams that was like, all right, we'll play this goalie for a couple of games. Switch out. We'll play this goalie for a couple of games. And you're starting to see that more around the NHL where you're not really having like a starting goaltender. It's kind of like you're going to switch out every few games, which is – it keeps them fresh. It's not a bad strategy, but it's kind of like in the NFL, like establishing a run game. Like goalies are very set. Like that's their net. Like they have, they're, they're very yeah. set in the net. So when you pull them out and they're not doing that for a few days in an actual game environment, depending on who's there, it may screw with their game and, and how ready that they feel. So I don't know. A lot of people wanted Ryan Miller signed this and Ryan Miller's never come in anywhere east of California ever again. Um, but Linus Allmark is just, I don't know. I mean, obviously he's not the guy at 27, but the Sabres have a good lineup, a good goalie pipeline for their future with Uka Pekalukinen, uh coming off of last year's hip surgery. Um he, I mean, he, I don't know if he's necessarily the guy of the future either. There's still a lot of raw talent about him, things that haven't, they haven't been able to nail down. So I have no idea what it is that they're going to do at this point in time in terms of, of goalies and goaltending, because there's a lot of guys, like you said, that are coming out of this free agency class. A lot of names got thrown out for trading. Carey Price, um, Murray as well. Uh, there's, there's a lot of guys whose names got thrown out for a trade uh, this last offseason too. So, yeah. But I, I think that their younger goalie pipeline outside of Uka Pekalukkanen is okay for backup. NHL backup and definitely AHL play. But it's not like Michael Fournier is not an NHL guy. He's, he's like UPL might be the only NHL-ready guy, but again, you're sitting behind Carter Hutton, who I don't – I don't know if I don't think that they re-sign him, but I hope that they don't re-sign him because he's going into the last year of his contract. I hope that that's just one that they let melt away. Because, um, again, that's... for a team that you're – the Sabres are not in-cap hell, but they don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And so that's buying people point. out – Yeah, so, like, buying people out, you're still spending a million or two – when you have 18 or like th- it's the same thing, like 30 something mil on the books, still spending a million or two is a million two that you can give to somebody else. So like obviously yeah. buying him out wasn't a great option. You leave Hutton in there for another year, let the contract melt away. Yeah. I think Hutton going away is definitely a thing. I would have signed Allmark to a three year deal. Give UPL time to go 
sign your starter in the next free agency or trade for him earlier, whatever, and just run with it. That's that's the Sabres can score. They don't have great defense, but they're not terrible. They need a goalie. They need a goalie. This year, I don't think this would be the year to sign a goalie. I would think waiting till next year was a smart move. You know, what what's one more year with, with Hutton and Altmark? Okay. Yeah, it's not great, but you also have better scores. You can you can do that. You know, you lost a lot of games by one, two goals. Right? No big deal. But I don't know. I think I think Sabres did a really good job. I was very surprised by it. I think they were probably top three this year in free agency for me. Uh, I think Ottawa probably did the best, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I don't think they're going to be a good team, but I think for what they got for, you know, little is fine. Um, but Sabres did good. Sabres did really good. So we've, we've talked about free agency. We've talked about some of the changes we've seen around the NHL. We talked about the division setup, which the way that the NHL is playing this year greatly shifts what most people would like. If, if we were in regular, if you had a full 82 game schedule, this is, you know, playing regular teams outside of your division, outside of your conference, probably shifts who a lot of people think are going to end up in the playoffs, which I don't know. I'm assuming if we're still doing COVID stuff by the time the playoffs come around, I'm assuming that a bubble comes back, which NHL players probably not pumped about. Um, I know that they hated the bubble uh, last time. NBA players hated the bubble. The NFL was like, we're absolutely not doing a bubble. Um, rumor is the XFL might do one. if uh, We're still dealing with COVID when we come back in 22. Um, do you have any outwardly bold predictions, not for each of, not for each of the divisions, but do you have any outwardly bold playoff? Like, are you going to say Detroit's going to make the playoffs and win the cup? Like, (laughs) no, no, I I pick my division leaders and that's it. That's it. Right, so go. Um, so obviously, the Leafs. Obviously, the Leafs are taking the North Division. Not even going to be close. I think Edmonton probably comes in second, but you don't think we Vancouver? just signed TJ Brody. He's going to be Vancouver? phenomenal. Huh? Vancouver didn't do too bad last season. They have a lot of young talent Vancouver on the team. Vancouver is going to be a bottom three team in the North Division. That's what I'm saying. Wayne Simmons, Bogosian, Thornton. Dermot, we have a back end. We have toughness in the front end with Simmons now. We're going to be fine. First place in the North Division. Speaking of free agency, Toronto went off on signing former Sabres retreads. We signed two. (laughs) Two. It's two more than you should have signed. No. Bogosian was a phenomenal signing. Phenomenal. I love every second of it. Well, I told you I would Big trade body. him for it. I said last I said last season I would have traded him to you for a bag of all dress chips. And I would have done it. I said I would have done it. 
We didn't need to. We signed him to a league minimum. Joe Thornton. Been trying for that for three years, but we finally did it. Wayne Simmons on the front end. It's just going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year, and we're in a easy division. A lot of travel. A lot of travel within our division. It's the only downside, but not a hard division. In the West division, I'm taking St. Louis. Easy choice. Vegas, second. Arizona, third. Central division. Columbus has taken it. That's probably the boldest of my decisions. Columbus has taken it. Tampa will come in second. East division. Unfortunately, I'm putting Philadelphia at the top. I'm putting Philadelphia at the top, then Boston. And then I'm putting the Sabres. Third. They're in the division. They're making the playoffs. Those are my division. Those are my division boldnesses. Is I'm trying to find the division, the divisions on the uh, NHL Instagram. Man, how much have they posted? A ton. Yeah, clearly, I'm like halfway down. I'm still at like six days ago. Um. So when it comes to you, I don't disagree that Philadelphia is probably going to take the division. Um, going back to free agency really quick, though. Chara, leave, I didn't know that Chara was potentially leaving Boston. That's how much I have not cared about the NHL as of late. Yeah. For those of the, those of you that don't know, I'm a Bills fan and we are in the playoffs and we won our first playoff game um in 25 years. So I've just I've not cared oh here we go. I have not cared about the NHL pretty much at all. Um for good reason though. And so I didn't know that there was anything with Chara leaving Boston. And when he did, I was surprised. But then he goes and signs with the Capitals, which after talking to you, you're right. Like, that did make the most sense out of pretty much any team. I didn't think – I mean, again, so obviously I didn't know about it going forward. But when I sat down and thought about it, there probably wasn't a major chance that he was leaving the East Coast. No. No. The Capitals make the most sense out of, like, he wasn't coming to Buffalo. Um, No. He he wasn't really going anywhere else. He chose it this year. Um, I think Capitals was probably a choice he made prior to the year uh, Mm -hmm. for divisions because I feel like he wanted to go outside of the division uh, obviously, he did not go outside the division this year because of the new divisions. But I don't care about Chara at all. I never have. He's not – he's going to go to the Hall of Fame because he's Chara and people have a hard-on for him. But he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not. Like, Hall of Famers don't see – I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see him as a Hall of Famer at all. I don't care. 
Boston was right. They should have moved on from him because it wasn't Char's decision. Boston said, we're moving on. They let him know. Correct. And then he moved on. Which, um, which, really quick before you go forward, Boston was one of the teams we talked about last season in terms of getting younger with their prospects and getting younger with their yep. talent. Pittsburgh being one of the other teams who have not done that at all. Um, but Boston seems to be kind of picking up on what a lot of people outside in like the hockey community doing podcasts and stuff like that are throwing down. Well, they're doing what they're doing what Chicago failed to do. They've had a streak of like seven years where they have been a competitive team and just so good. They didn't do what Chicago did with it. They haven't won that many cups, but Mm -hmm. they were still a phenomenal team. And anybody that faced them, I should know we faced them multiple times in that, that time frame and were destroyed by them. We're good. They, saw that they were declining last year. They said, holy, you know, we were still a phenomenal team. Thank God we, we did what we did, but we did not look great. We no. need to change our defense. Let's get rid of this old guy. He's not doing anything but taking bad penalties. Get rid of him. Get somebody younger in there. Um, I think they didn't expect Krug to go anywhere, which kind of hurt them. Um Tori Krug went, moved on. He's he's not a Bruin anymore. Thank Christ, I can like the kid. But they're going to be fine. They're not going to do as great this year. They're not going to be top of the division like they would have been if, if you know, this was two, three years ago. But they're going to do fine. They're going to be fine. They've got defensemen coming up. Um, Krug left. Unfortunately, he was probably their best defenseman at that point, but he'll be fine. He the they're good. They are one player away from Boston being a likable team. They get rid of Marshawn, and I'm all in. You get rid of Marshawn, I'm good to go. I love Bergeron. I love Pasternak. Love it. Which Pasternak, um, another thing, since it's been over a year, uh, or almost a year, he was injured last year um, in the offseason, went and had surgery, uh, pretty serious surgery. He is not going to be starting the season with Boston. He was likely to come back early March, uh, but it's looking like he may be back uh, early next month, which will be a big help to them because obviously he's quite legitimately one of the most consistent goal scorers in the league right now. Right? Bergeron is not the captain up there. Unfortunately, I know too much about the Boston Bruins right now. <laughs> but I like it. I like the direction they're going. They're turning into a likable team. Rask has said that he's either going to stay with the Boston Bruins or he's going to retire. So that kind of takes um, one person out of the free agency pool for next year. But Right. Man, it's, any it's kind of just suck to be a goaltender in Boston. Like, it, it just – sucks because like you it just seems like anytime their goaltenders do well they just don't get recognized and then they do shit either and then and then rask had the thing about leaving the bubble because his right it was rask his daughter yeah his daughter was like super sick and then boston fans just absolutely obliterated him 
and we're I mean it was just not a good look for a sports city that already has a large amount of disdain from pretty much everybody else on the face of the planet for their football and hockey team. Um, But all right. So looking at the North, I don't disagree with you. Toronto's more than likely going to top the North. I do think Vancouver is going to do better than what you're saying. Um, (laughs) I know, but I think Vancouver is going to do better than what you're saying. Um, I think Montreal will be up there a little bit, but not by much. And I always forget Calgary's even a hockey team. They're essentially the Washington football team of the NHL. Like everybody forgets that they exist. Okay. Well, up till this year, up till everything dropped about Washington, everybody kind of forgot Washington had a football team. Okay. Fair enough. And so I, (laughs) I always, well, I just, I just always forget that Calgary has a hockey team, but I think Toronto probably takes the North. I'm looking at the West, and this is just not fantastic because you're looking at St. Louis, who won the Cup, like, literally not that long ago. Years ago. Vegas is always a team that you have to include. Minnesota's always going to be good every single year, and then they're just not. And Arizona's on the up and up, but then Arizona, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to do with the West. But then it also feels like based off their free agency in this offseason, it feels like Anaheim might also potentially try and make a shot. They probably won't, but it feels like that's what they're aiming for. Um, My thing is if you have to talk Ryan Miller out of retirement to have a backup goalie or a taxi squad goalie, whatever he's going to be, you're probably not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Moving on to Central, Detroit, not even close. Um, the Central is interesting because Carolina has talent, and they're good. It's not like a disputable fact. Chicago's in the middle of a rebuild. Count them out. They're still not going to be probably as bad as Detroit. But Columbus, like you had mentioned, I mean, Columbus has been good. For the last couple of years, they just they just can't seem to pull it out. But you got Tampa Bay, who typically after a team wins the cup, you usually see pretty much everybody leave. And that just didn't happen with Tampa. Like they kept most of their people, like they re-signed, like they didn't keep, they re-signed most of their talent. Outside of a few rental guys leaving, like Bogosian they kept a lot of their Stanley cup team. So I don't know how realistic it is that they probably make a return to the final, like to the final round to play for the cup, but they just won the cup granted with an asterisk next to it because of COVID and the the stoppage of play and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. It feels like Tampa Bay keeping most of their guys that just won that cup is something that's going to, caused some issues in the central division and then you got the east new jersey trash buffalo trash washington a team that we can throw in with boston and pittsburgh in terms of needing to get younger outside of ovechkin because ovechkin is the next yarmir yager he's going to be playing until he's like 100 years old 
the Islanders have been good for the last couple of years. Um, but I feel like they're not they're not getting past pretty much where they've gotten past in in the last couple of years. Um, I feel like the Rangers just have way too much. And now this may be this may be me pulling another New Jersey. In this year, it's just the Rangers. The Rangers, but like on paper, the Rangers should be winning this thing, right? Like on paper, their talent is just on paper. On paper, their talent is that they should be like winning the cup. But also, like, last year, New Jersey on paper should have won the Cup. And they were a poverty franchise. The Rangers. The Rangers. I'm not not, – I'm just – I'm just just going through the teams. I'm saying on paper – on paper, strictly on paper, the talents that they have. Their biggest signing of the offseason was Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, who should retire. He is god-awful, and that was their biggest signing. Yeah, but they've had a lot of good – they've had a lot of good draft picks over the last couple of years. I'm assuming Lafreniere is going to play at the NHL level. I think everybody's pretty much assuming that. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything on them ever. I don't know if um, he's, is he scheduled to play? I mean, I have no idea. Like I said, I have not cared in an ounce about about the NHL since pretty much I I pretty much stopped watching halfway through the Stanley Cup. I was like, man, if we're not Sabres, have me depressed. I don't <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But it just seems like on paper, like the Rangers have had some pretty nice draft picks out of the last couple of years. They've made some fill-in signings and free agency. It just seems like on paper they should be competing for the Stanley Cup. But I don't disagree with what you said. I, I don't disagree that Philadelphia Philadelphia is by far out of the East. Philadelphia is the youngest team. And they are stacked with talent, especially at goalie yeah. and defense. Especially a goalie in defense, which you look at every other team on here, and it doesn't scream goalie in defense. Like the Rangers scream straight up offense. Buffalo screams offense. New Jersey screams offense. Boston is kind of like to me. I think they're on a they're on a backslide right now, but that's because they're losing a lot of their older veteran players and are, are replacing them with guys that you don't really know what they're gonna do. I feel like the Islanders aren't going to be that good. Like they've had a couple of years. They haven't been able to do it. They're going to start to backslide a little bit. Um, Washington needs to get younger. Pittsburgh needs to get younger and they're just not. So I don't know. I feel like it's probably, I feel like Philadelphia and the Rangers at one and two. Woof. Woof. I agree with Philadelphia, obviously. The Rangers, I put them at the bottom. Put them right at the bottom. I'm, I'm probably calling another Devils, but yeah. Especially everything that's going on right now, and with the team internally, 
don't see them coming out and playing <laughs> playing well. Now, this being said, you do get a bunch of original six rivalries out of these divisions. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good year. It's going to be cool. I just Boston, I Rangers, think the East Chicago is going to be really fun to watch. What was East that? is going to be fun to watch. Oh, I wish yeah. I wish was in the East. Because watching them play Boston nine times, that'd be great. Watching them play the Sabres nine times, phenomenal. I'm surprised to hear you say playing Boston nine times because you have complained to me a number of times over the last couple of years that you are sick and tired of playing Boston in the playoffs. So to hear you say that you want to play them playoffs In the playoffs, I'm sick of it. In the the regular season, bring them. I don't care who we play in the regular season. I just want it to be entertaining. We get smoked, and I'm still going to be semi-okay with it. But I have to watch – like, the chances of us beating Ottawa nine times are low. The chance of you beating any time, any team nine times is low. I don't want to te- see my stacked impossible. get spanked once by Winnipeg or Vancouver. I will say, if there's ever been a chance of the Leafs having an undefeated season, this is the closest it's ever going to come to possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if there's ever been a chance, the highest probability it's this year. Let's go. Edmonton's going to beat us. That's We're going to split that series. Ottawa will probably split. Montreal will probably split. The rest will take, we'll take pretty much all of them. I'm excited. Let's get going. Let's do this. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, hours. hockey season starts, unless the world ends. We got – so, so, so both of us, though, are Bills fans. Yes. You are, what, a year or two now into getting back into the NFL? So about three years now. Three years back now. That, so it's, watched, it's good. Always paying attention, but not enough. Right. We watched the wild card game for the Bills this past weekend together. Um, now, that being said, you get to probably win your NHL division, and the Sabres now get to humble me as a Buffalo sports fan because I'm wow. going to go from the Boring. Bills' onward success of the last four years to whatever this is on the ice rink. And so I, I get it. I get to get humbled. But that being said, yeah, like I said, I don't think Buffalo is going to be nearly as bad as you guys are saying. They're going to be fine. They're going to come out. They're going to win games. I think they make the playoffs. You say this I every year. I think they make the playoffs. Now, hey, listen, it's what is it? Fifty-six games. It's fifty-six games. Fifty-six games. If we listen, if we go on that ten-win, that ten-game yeah, win streak, that ten-game win streak is thirty-six losing streak after. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Now, if we can do it twice, if we can just do it twice, yeah. Like, they get hot and they stop. If they get hot this year, if they can do a 10 game win streak, you're almost guaranteed. You yeah. know, you're not going to go, you're not going to lose the rest of them. You're going to go at least 500. You're going to, you're going to make the playoffs. It's an easy year to do it. They have something to prove. They have to prove to these players, these big name players, that they, they want to stay. Get, Get Hall 
a heart. Make him a heart, put him in the heart talk again. And he's staying. He's had two teams, well, one and a half team since he's been in a conversation for a heart trophy. He is dried up. Get him in the heart conversation. You're all set. How's that playing? Who knows, man? He's like going to have to pass it. Eichel's going to have to have like 90 assists. Should be doable. He's going to have to stop scoring, especially on the Leafs. Do you think, really quick, before we wrap this up, do you think if the Sabres suck in a COVID year that Eichel just doesn't want to be in Buffalo anymore? I don't think this year would be the year that he leaves. I think I think he would give it another full year, depending depending on what they do in the offseason. This year, I think this re-sparked him. This re-sparked him. He's smiling in his picture again. This re-sparked him. He's ready. He's not going into the season pissed off like he has the last two years, which I know everybody was like, oh, he's pissed off. He's going to play great. He's going to play great whether he's mad or not. But when he has a supporting role or a supporting cast, he's going to do way better. I think this is the first year and the only year that I'll probably ever say this in their careers that I think Eichel puts up more goals than Matthews. Interesting. Not more points. Right. Not more points. There's more goals. And that's going to come down to the power play. Five on five goals, Matthews is king. It don't matter. Nobody in the league can touch him with five on five. All right. Well, well I guess Go ahead. No, that's that's it. That's going to be the year. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. We're putting an asterisk next to this year, too. I'm putting the asterisk next to the scoring title if Matthews doesn't win it. I think this is the year Matthews takes the rocket Richard and isn't in the heart conversation. Uh, and Eichel or Hall need to take that heart. One of those two takes the heart, one of them, the other one's staying. That's it. Your hands disappeared. They did. Oh, whole arm disappeared. Oh, All right, let's wrap this up. Yes, that is, let's wrap this up. Uh, so we are now, yes, officially part of Broviate Union Sports. I feel like we should add an entertainment uh, onto that as well. Um, but anyways, uh, so this is the first episode, season two, episode one um, of the new, hopefully not cut short season. Um, we covered a lot. Covered last season, covered new places in life. Um, man, it's nice to be back in half snow half grass half warm half cold buffalo new york but that is what it is um going forward nhl back 56 game season uh different uh divisions the buffalo bills and the cleveland browns are in the playoff so that means that literally anything can happen in the nhl season if anything is happening in the nfl season um man uh, we will bring more episodes. Uh, I think we're hoping at least once a week, every week. Once a week. Maybe every other week. Who knows? We haven't really talked about it. This was like I texted Cody last night and said, hey, do you want to record? Uh, and he said yes. And so uh, we'll be trying to bring one episode a week back to you guys. Again, you can follow us 
at the Broviet, that is B-R-O-V-I-E-T, at the Broviet US on Twitter. That's where you'll find all updates about the Rivalry podcast, that is us, as well as every other podcast and TikTok series and anything else that we are planning on doing in the future. Um, and you'll also be able to find the link to our anchor page, but you can find us in a multitude of places, um, Spotify and Google play being two of them. We will get the rest of the links out on that Twitter account here soon. Uh, and today we are dropping dates and names for every other podcast that will be joining us, but this will be the first podcast that Broviate Union Sports drops. And so it's just, it's us right now. We're alone in the landscape, but we are the first one. We are the first one that gets dropped um, before anything else. So thank you guys so much for listening. We apologize for having dipped on you for the last year, literally the last year, um, or at least the last 11 months, but we are back now. Hockey is back and we couldn't be more excited to watch shitty teams play not so shitty teams and remain shitty forever. That is my mood about the Buffalo Sabres. So thank you guys very much. Uh, we will get this episode out to you today, the 12th. We hope that you are having a fantastic, or so, should I say a terrific Tuesday. We hope that you are having it. Cody's going to go back to playing Madden. I'm going to go figure out what I'm going to go do for the rest of the day. Go get some yeah. Tim Hortons. Enjoy your day. And we will talk to you next week. Hey.